Hello and welcome to another Prem Lab. Uh, this is another study, and this is on um, fat oxidation following exercise. And the scientists varied what the recovery was for the different athletes. So the first thing I want to cover before we go over the paper is that there's a peak in fat oxidation, and this occurs around tempo. So you have some sort of Gaussian-looking curve and uh, basically, we burn the most fat around tempo because as you get to higher intensities, you start to use carbohydrates. And what they did was they took 12 female cyclists and they did a 23-minute ramped fat oxidation test where basically they started at low intensity and they slowly ramped them up and they were able to create this curve of fat oxidation. These riders then did an hour at 75% of VO2 max, which is about sweet spot, and after that, they were given either a placebo, protein, or carbohydrates in the form of a shake. And two hours after that, they did another ramped fat oxidation test. And all groups had greater maximal fat oxidation. And also the intensity of that maximal fat oxidation was higher. So they put out a, a higher power for the peak of the curve. But the carbohydrate group had lower resting fat oxidation had lower maximal fat oxidation and also lower intensity of that maximal fat oxidation than the other two groups. And the other two groups had no significant difference between them. So Todd, what do we make of this? So I, mean, I guess one of the things is, sounds like if you have carbohydrates available, you're going to use them. Because I think when you're moving towards maximal fat oxidation, you have to recognize that you're still gonna be burning a fair amount of carbohydrates. Right? And so what we may be seeing is that the group that was replenishing carbohydrates was sort of topping off those stores where the groups, the other groups were not. And so what they had available really was fat to burn. And so that's what they, they did. And they were trying to really spare the carbohydrates uh, where the carbohydrate group had some carbohydrates available and they weren't sparing them in that instance. Sure. And I, I think it's interesting because um, I have heard before there are recommendations to actually um, – not have carbohydrates directly after your workout there okay there are people who say have carbs after your workout and the point of that is you have increased glycogen synthesis directly after your workout so it's easier to get the glycogen back into your muscles for the next day's workout but there are other people who say well we can produce glycogen later but let's take advantage of the fact that we have higher fat oxidation directly after a workout by not having carbohydrates and maybe we can use that fat oxidation to get rid of a little bit of adipose tissue that we'd rather not have. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just a question of what's your objective, right? If you're, you know, maybe early season or you're in base base season, then I think the the latter approach of you know foregoing the carbohydrates makes sense. If that's that's the goal, that's the time to do that. But if you're trying to queue up for a really high intensity effort the next day, uh, you're in a stage race, for example, or you're racing two back-to-back -back crits on a weekend or, or what have you, then it makes sense that you want to top off your carbohydrate store so that you can have optimal performance. So I, I think this is not one of these things of like, the world is black or white. I think it's probably the world is black and white and you can, you can have both of these ideas coexist and you can use them to your benefit. It's just about different times when you use them and the benefit that you're looking to achieve. 
Absolutely. And I, I think the other thing that I, I guess this is a question rather than a conclusion is how long does this increase in fat oxidation last? Is they, they tested two hours after the workout, but what about four hours, six hours, 12 hours the next day? And it would be interesting to see if um, foregoing the carbs or uh, taking the carbs, how that affects your fat oxidation in your next workout or the next day's events. Or um, also, like you said, if if you have carbohydrates, that affects your fat oxidation. Um, but is there a long-term stimulus of increased fat oxidation? We know a lot of endurance athletes have really good fat oxidation, even if they consume a lot of carbs. So. This paper does, uh, it, it provides some insight into how athletes oxidize fat and what some of the factors are, but there seems to be a lot more to be uncovered on this topic. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's about trying to figure out how you can take these findings. And I think, of course, more research is needed, but in terms of how can you use these insights to optimize your performance or optimize your nutrition uh, to get the desired training stimulus and result. Absolutely. So that's a pre-lap. Go ride your bike. <laughs>